everyone, and welcome to This Mom Loves. I'm Kate Wynn. I am a mom of two girls who are currently 13 and 11. I'm also a teacher heading back to my kindergarten classroom soon. I am a freelance writer and blogger. I am an occasional TV guest talking about education, and I am a podcaster, and you are listening to episode 32 of the show. Today is a really special episode, something I haven't done before. It is a book lovers episode. So on the show today, I'm not only going to share a whole pile of my own latest recommendations, but listeners have called in or written in with their recent favorites. And in between, I'm going to mix in some tips and tricks for all my fellow book lovers out there. So to kick things off, first of all, lately, I've been sharing a few past interviews just in case listeners want to go back and catch something they missed. And since we're talking about books this week, I do want to mention a few authors who have been on the show. So in episode six, I talked to Jessica Holmes. She is an actress and comedian and also a writer. And she wrote a great book called Depression, the Comedy. And all about her experience with depression. It's very hopeful, but it's also very funny and and a really, really good read. And uh, something neat about her is she's one of the very few guests I've had who have said no thanks to getting questions in advance. I think only two or three out of the, the almost 30 that I've had have, uh, have not wanted the questions. So as, uh, as a comedian and actress, and uh, maybe that's part of the reason she just likes to be able to, to go by the cuff. And she did a great job in her interview as well as in that book. Episode 10, I talked to Laura Vanderkam. She writes about time management and we had talked about her latest book off the clock, feel less busy while getting more done. She's also written several other time management books that are really practical and helpful with um, a lot of interesting research woven in as well. She has a neat podcast called before breakfast, and it's only like about five minutes a day with a little tip. Uh, that has to do with, you know, time management or some sort of, uh, efficiency kind of tip that uh, you might want to check out. So that was the before breakfast podcast in episode 21. I talked to Francine J who also goes by miss minimalist. Her, um, previous book was called the joy of less. And we talked about her newer book called lightly, which is really good. Kind of the whole minimalist spin on things. And in episode 23, I talked to an author from my local area. She lives in Peterborough Anne Douglas. And her recent book is called Happy Parents, Happy Kids, a really practical parenting book, but one of those books that it doesn't try to tell you you're doing it all wrong. It tells you that you're doing things right and kind of supports and affirms what you're doing. So some great authors who have been on the show. And also in episode 25, I talked to Carrie Hansler, who runs the Sweet Reads box. And it's a subscription box, really cool, that comes with a book and then some themed items, usually like a a drink item, a food item, and it's some sort of knickknack, that sort of thing that go with the theme of the book. So it's really fun. You might want to check out Sweet Reads box. And that interview was in episode 25. So let's start popping into some book recommendations. So as my listeners and readers and followers know, I really do love the suspense thriller genre of books. And we're going to start with Saving Megan by DJ Palmer. And I do want to mention as well, I will have links to all of these books in the show notes, which will be at thismumloves.ca slash podcasts. And you'll click on episode 32. Um, so don't feel like you have to be scribbling all this down, especially if you're driving or if you're out for a run or something and can't really write anything down. You will be able to find all the information in the show notes. 
So Saving Megan by DJ Palmer, it was a really good one about a girl who, you know, keeps getting sick. They can't determine exactly what's going on with her. And they wonder, is it the Munchausen idea of people who make themselves sick or Munchausen by proxy, where it's the parent gaining attention by making their child sick. And so you start to wonder, okay, is her mother doing something this to, to cause this? Is it the daughter? Then, okay, wait a sec, is something going on at the hospital? People who are working there, all sorts of different things. There was one tiny point in the book where I was like, oh, I think that little point was kind of obvious. I think I just caught something that I wished I hadn't caught, um, which, uh, which you may or may not notice, but, uh, the ending was good. It wasn't exactly what I suspected. And it was, uh, it was a great page turner for those who like that genre. A recommendation from Instagram. So the account is Hockey Sticks Grips Trips. And this woman does tons of book reviews. So if you are uh, interested in finding even more ideas than I can offer you, you might want to check her out. And she recommends Her One Mistake by Heidi Perks. And what she says about it is it was so suspenseful. It was about a missing girl. One mom asks another mom to watch her daughter at a school festival and she ends up lost. It switches time perspectives and narrators and has so much buildup of tension. And I have read that one, recommended it myself too. So thank you for that. And again, if you want to follow her, she's Instagram at hockey sticks, grips, trips. Something I wanted to talk about too, is the idea of abandoning books. And I know when I was younger, I used to feel like I had to read every book that I started and, and you feel like you're a failure as a reader somehow, if you don't give it a try and, and I stopped doing that. I'll read a little bit. If I'm not interested, it's gone. And the fact that I use the library so much makes that a little bit easier because you don't feel like, well, I just spent $30 on this book and now I wasted it or whatever. Um, I noticed Gretchen Rubin, one of my favorite authors who wrote The Happiness Project and many others, she did a blog post on her site about abandoning books. And she said, I realized I was spending a fair amount of my precious time reading books that didn't really interest me. I'd finished these just because I felt as though I should. And for the bragging rights of being able to say that I'd read them, I decided to set myself a new habit. Stop reading a book. If I don't enjoy it, I consider getting valuable information from a book as a form of enjoyment. Even if I don't particularly enjoy the experience of reading it, I put down several books over the last few weeks and it is such a relief, more time for reading good books, less time reading books out of a sense of obligation. And I totally agree with, with Gretchen on that. So don't feel like you have to read a book, even if I've recommended it to you, even if somebody else has, even if someone has put it in your hands and say, oh, you're going to love it. If you don't, life's too short to be, to be wasting, wasting your time. And remember too, with books, when it comes to your kids, value every kind of reading. I mean, I would have loved if both of my daughters had picked up on my love of, you know, novels and all that. One did and one didn't, but Eva will read recipe books. She likes, you know, DIY instructions, all of that kind of stuff. She reads well. She's just not into fiction. She's not into a great, big, huge novel. She's really lately gotten into family history. There have been family history books written and passed along and, and she loves all that. And she loves to be able to about the facts that she has learned. So it's still reading, um, but it just might not be the kind of reading that, that you're used to or that you had hoped for, for your child. So something to keep in mind. And next up, we have a recommendation called in from a listener. Hey Kate, this is Marcy. A book that I would totally recommend to your readers is Born of Crime by Trevor Noah. Uh, he's a late night uh, comedian and the book is hilarious, but it takes a really complex issue like apartheid in South Africa 
and he explains it through his lens um, of growing up and how it affected him. And the whole book is actually really, in his own words, a love letter to his mom. Um, it is amazing, and I would recommend it to all of your listeners. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So first of all, thanks to Marcy, because she has been an incredible supporter of the podcast from the beginning. I have also read Born a Crime by Trevor Noah, and it's fascinating because right in the title, literally he was born a crime because it was illegal for a white person and a black person to create a baby together. So, um, so really unbelievable that way. And I'm just wondering, do you all remember where you were when you read certain books? Because I know that I read the bulk of Born a Crime while sitting in the emergency room at the Ross Memorial Hospital. And I can't even remember now what the, uh, what the ailment was that I was there for, but I do remember reading most of the book there, which is kind of funny. But uh, yeah, so Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Thanks for that, Marcy. So my next recommendation is A Mother's Secret by T.J. Stimson. So again, along that whole um, suspense line of books. So it's about Maddie. She's a young mom. She's got a business going and she's exhausted. She's going through some issues. And then something happens to one of her children and tragedy strikes and they're not sure. She's not sure who the guilty party might be. So you know, you're suspecting all of the different characters. You're getting a bit of backstory on someone, but not quite sure who you're getting that backstory on. And, uh, you might predict the end before you get there, but, uh, I didn't, I wasn't sure at all. So it's, um, it's another great suspense one. So that's a mother's secret by TJ Stimson. Another recommendation from a reader, Maria on Instagram says, be sure to mention the Three Pines Inspector Gamache series by Louise Penny. A new one is being released this month called A Better Man. It has intrigue, insight into the Quebec Chirate, a little bit of humor. The relationship of Inspector Gamache and his wife is so sexy without being so. And most especially the characters. And Maria says they are so diverse and fun. I want to live in Three Pines. So that's a glowing recommendation for the Louise Penny series, the Three Pines Inspector Gamash books. One thing I have really gotten into is using the public library for reading. And I've kind of followed my parents' footsteps in the whole system of keeping a list of books I want to read. And usually I check out like Globe and Mail bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers. I go on, you know, the big bookstore websites and see what their bestsellers are. I make my list and then I go on the library website to hold them because I love libraries. I really do, but I'm not into going in, wandering around, seeing what I might find, realizing that most of the popular books are already signed out. So the whole system works really well. And I've started doing it in my own local library so I can go on. I can just reserve all of the books I want in our library. There are various branches in different communities. So if a different branch has the book, it can be sent to my home branch for me to pick it up there. And I'm honestly finding probably 90% of the bestsellers of the books that I want to read are available at the library. I might have to wait until it's my turn. I think um, locally, the most I've ever been on the waiting list is maybe third or fourth in line. So it's very well worth it. And I did a little bit of research too, in terms of what authors think of people using libraries. And I mean, obviously purchasing their book full price somewhere gives them more money, but libraries do pay a little bit more sometimes than, than bookstores do like for buying in bulk because they could buy one book and a hundred people could read it. 
Uh, but it is good. It's good because obviously the library has purchased the books in the first place, but also it gets the author's name known. It kind of can create a bit of buzz for them. If a lot of people put the books on hold or especially pre-reserve the books, if, um, if the titles go into your library's computer before they actually have them, then the library knows, oh, we better make, um, make a purchase of some extra copies of this. So that can be helpful too, when you're reserving and putting things on hold that can help authors. And I mean, I think all authors agree that that libraries are, are wonderful places. So while sometimes I think, oh, I could be supporting the author a little bit more with a, a full price purchase at the bookstore, I think supporting them by using the library is certainly better than nothing. And now we have another listener recommendation. So the book that I would recommend is called The Art of Leaving by Ailet Sabari. She's an Israeli-Canadian, uh, and this is a series of short essays that became kind of a, a memoir. And what made it so good was that she, first of all, wrote this in English, which is her second language, and the prose is just so poetic. But it's also this really wonderful exploration of migration and politics and getting in touch with your family roots, um, and, and how that's kind of experienced in your 20s in particular. Um, and she just really captures those feelings of being in your 20s and having to leave, but also having to come back. So, yeah, just really wonderful book that kind of stays with you for a long time. So that recommendation came from Sarah. And what Sarah did not mention is that she is also the host of a podcast. It's called the Anthro Dish Podcast. And it's about food and culture and identity and, and all sorts of really, uh, really fascinating things. And Sarah also inspired me and really helped me to set up my podcast in the first place. We have never met in real life. I know her mother. And so that's kind of how we got put in contact, but she has been so amazing. And my editor, Lucas Brzezinski, who I thank at the end of every episode is Sarah's partner. So there are uh, those interesting connections to share with you. And I'm very, very appreciative to both Sarah and Lucas for all they have done to support this mom loves. My next recommendation is a book called The Girl You Left Behind by Jojo Moyes, and it is not the suspense thriller genre. It's written by the same author who wrote Me Before You, which became a, a big, big movie and a really best-selling book. It's a little bit of a different, uh, different feel for this book, though. So it's set both in 1916 France during the war and then in more modern times um, London. And it's all about, um, a woman who's trying to keep her family safe during the war. Her husband was gone off to fight. She gets ordered by German officers to start feeding them at her hotel and gets to know one of the officers. There's a painting of her that her husband has done. One of the officers kind of gets fixated on this painting and it becomes a really, uh, integral part of the story because then a century later, the portrait is hanging in the home of another character, Liv. And, um, it, somehow it gets found out where the painting originally came from and was it sort of, you know, seized illegally in the wars or more to the story. So you're kind of going back and forth in time and learning about these women's lives and, uh, the painting kind of serves as the, the center of that. So a really, really excellent fiction, The Girl You Left Behind by Jojo Moyes. A listener on Facebook, Megan, wrote in to recommend the book Bear Town. She said it's about a hockey town, which doesn't sound great, but it pulls you in and you really get to know the characters well. There's also a man called Ove, 
I don't know if it's Ob or Ove. Such a great story about a man. And she says the man reminds her of her dad in many ways. And both are by Frederick Bachman. They were written in Swedish and have been translated. And then what's great on Facebook is one person comments and then one person follows up. So then Sue left a follow-up um, reply saying, also, there's a sequel to Beartown called Us Against You. And the third book in that series is going to come out next year. An incredibly important story, not just about hockey for sure, but an important study of life, relationships, loyalty, grief, local politics, all rolled into one. Gives you lots to talk about. So they don't seem like my kind of books, but because of these recommendations that came in, I'm definitely going to look those ones up and check them out myself because if they come so highly recommended, they're worth checking out. And then of course, if I don't love a book, I will abandon it and not feel guilty about it. I get questions sometimes about reviewing books and how I get copies of free books and things like that. So I thought I'd give you a little behind the scenes there. So sometimes when authors write books, if I know the author or if there's buzz about the book, I might write to someone I know, maybe at the publishing company, or sometimes I actually know the author and just say, how do I go about getting a review copy? So sometimes hard copies are mailed to me. A lot of times it's electronic copies, which is fine too. I have also signed up online for NetGalley. So anyone who reviews books in the course of the work that they do can sign up there and you can request copies of certain books. Occasionally you get hard copies. I find most of the time it is, um, it is just e-copies of the books that you get. I also have some partnerships with different publishers. So there are some who will email me lists of books that are coming out and just ask me, you know, do you want to see any of these? Sometimes they'll pitch a specific book. I know one company where they'll pitch and say, you know, I think this book would be a great fit for this mom loves. You might want to have the author on as a podcast guest. So we kind of have those personal relationships going. I was contacted just recently from someone in marketing at Simon and Schuster Canada. And so we're going to have a bit of a fun partnership and do some giveaways, which you might be interested to know about. So we're going to take some books on a theme and do a giveaway on Instagram. So if you're not already following me there at Kate, this mom loves, you're going to want to do that. And the first theme is going to be Downton Abbey. So in honor of the, the movie that's coming out in September, which I cannot wait for, there are some Downton Abbey related books that we're going to package together. And I'll be telling you all about them on Instagram and then offering copies for, for the winner. So you'll want to keep an eye out for that. And while we are talking about social media, you can find me as well on Twitter and Facebook at this mom loves and I really, really, really do love hearing from listeners. It absolutely makes my day when someone messages me to say, oh, I was just listening to that episode, or I read the book that you recommended and I really liked it, or I can't believe you liked that book because I hated it. That's fine too. Or, you know, to refer to any of the episodes that you've listened to. I also love getting ideas of things that you would like to hear about on the show. A couple of ex episodes have actually been sparked by people saying, you know, you should have a conversation with somebody about this, or I think so-and-so would be a great guest. So if you are a listener, I truly do value your opinion. So so please connect with me. You can also email me through my website at thismomloves.ca. Next up, another listener recommendation. Hey, Kate, it's Andrea Condon. Um, a book that I recently enjoyed was Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It's an oral history about a fictional rock band in the 70s that takes a look at the reasons for their breakup at the height of their success. I really enjoyed the style of writing. It's made up of background interviews with the band, some of their family members, and their staff. So it allowed the story to be told from many different perspectives. And it also showed how music and songs can really tell a story and be relatable to so many different people. 
I also really enjoyed that the redhead in the story was not the villain. As a redhead, I've made the observation that in many novels, the bad guy, the mean girl, the bold person is often a redhead. So the fact that the beautiful main character was a redhead really made me enjoy this book even more. Thanks. Thank you very much for that, Andrea. The next book I would like to recommend is called Indigenous Relations, Insights, Tips, and Suggestions to Make Reconciliation a Reality. And that's by Bob Joseph with Cynthia F. Joseph. And this is definitely not like most of the books that I usually recommend. It's nonfiction. And, you know, living in Canada, there is so much that I don't know about our Indigenous peoples. Um, and what I really love about this book is that it's practical. It's really written for best written for people who work in corporations or who do business and perhaps with indigenous peoples and want to understand them better, understand how to work with them better and that sort of thing. But it reviews things like the Aboriginal rights and title, the treaty process, um, the difference between leadership in their, in their groups, which I wasn't aware of that they have a hereditary leadership. They have their elected leadership, which, you know, is kind of imposed by the government. And, you know, in some cases, one is better respected or better, more listened to in the community than the other. So you kind of need to know what's going on there. It talks about terms that you should use, terms that you shouldn't use, the indigenous worldviews and traditions, um, myths and stereotypes. I mean, there were some things where I thought, well, no, of course I know that, but there were some, actually some myths where I didn't realize, oh, that that's a myth. That's not actually, actually true. So as someone who's sort of outside of those communities, I did find it really, really interesting to learn about that. So Indigenous Relations, Insights, Tips, and Suggestions to Make Reconciliation a Reality by Bob Joseph with Cynthia F. Joseph. On Facebook, we also got a recommendation from a different Andrea who recommends All the Light We Cannot See. And she says, I even read it twice. So I know I have read that one as well. It's been a long time. It is another war fiction book. This one's World War II and takes place in uh, in France. So it's got a, a, a French girl and a German boy and, and all sorts of different things going on there. Um, so if you're into sort of the World War II fictional world, All the Light We Cannot See, and that's by Anthony Doerr. So I know a lot of people still love hard copies of books, which uh, absolutely includes me because I love to hold hold books in my hand and and be able to read them that way. I am getting into more ebooks often because, as I mentioned earlier, publishers will send those copies for me. But something else I love is just being able to buy with one click on Amazon, and there it is on my iPad. So I have the Kindle app on my iPad, and I know some people think you have to actually own a Kindle or you have to have a separate e-reader device which is not true. I just used the Kindle app on the iPad that I already had. And so I can look up a book on Amazon. Kindle prices are better than ordering the hardcover, but of course you don't have, you know, something to hold in your hands and show for it other than the file on your tablet, but you can just use one click and all of a sudden you have that book. So sometimes if it's, you know, maybe I've run out of reading material and I've got a weekend ahead of me and I want something to read or when I get copies of things sent to me. So 
it's uh, it's definitely very handy. So if you're really, really stuck on the, the hard copies of books, I urge you just to give it a try. You never know. It's also more convenient because you can really carry hundreds of books on the one device. So if you're going to be traveling or you're going somewhere where you need to um, pack lightly, that sort of thing, or you just want to have a whole bunch of things at your fingertips, sometimes you're in the mood to read fiction. Sometimes you're in the mood for nonfiction. If you're in a waiting room, you've got both choices sitting there for you to choose from. So give it a try if you haven't already. And we have one more reader recommendation. I mean, sorry, listener recommendation. Lori Downey, I just finished reading Watching You by Lisa Jewell. It was a suspenseful whodunit that was a page turner until the end. This is the third Lisa Jewell suspense thriller that, suspense thriller that I have read, including Then She Was Gone and I Found You, and I'm now officially a fan. And I'm also loving your podcast. Thanks. Thank you very much for that recommendation, Lori. And Lori has been another wonderful supporter of the podcast from the beginning. It really does mean so much to me when, as I mentioned, I get that feedback or also when you, you know, share my posts on Facebook or retweet things on Twitter or, or uh, put things in your Instagram stories, because really the only way to get other people listening to the show is when the word, the word gets around. So thank you so much for anything that any of you are able to do to help spread that word. The last book I am going to recommend today is called After the End by Claire McIntosh. And she has written some suspenseful um, books, which I have loved. So I was sure that I would want to read her new book. And actually, it's not along those same lines. It's very different. So it's a really moving story. It's actually based on a choice that she and her husband had to make about when you have a child and you have to decide, do you um, continue life? Or do you allow that life to end? So there's a, a medical decision to be made. What happens when parents disagree on that? And what the author has done is actually gone in two different directions. What would happen if they chose this? What would happen if they chose that? And then you kind of see how things come together, come together both ways. So that is called After the End by Claire McIntosh. As a parent, it can be difficult to read at times. But, and it was funny, it wasn't until it was all done that I actually did a little research on it when I was all done reading it and realized that it was, you know, kind of based on her true story. Not everything that happens, you know, after the decision is made, but just being put in the position of having to make that decision. So I feel like that was very brave of her to put herself out there with a book like that. And the last thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is just the idea of setting an example for kids with reading. I know my parents always did so much reading at home. They would read several newspapers each day after school when they got home from teaching. They always had books on the go. Every Christmas, they would take us to Toronto. There was a store called the World's Biggest Bookstore, and they would give us each $20, like, whoa, 20 bucks, which could actually buy several books at that point and we would, we would come away with our reading material which was amazing my dad has kept a system of recording all of his books because he's been retired for about 15 years now and a few years before he retired he started tracking he just used a word document on the computer and he said to mention he uses the columns setting because then anytime he puts in a new book that he has read it all kind of bumps down and stays alphabetical and so in that time he has recorded about 2000 books so that kind of tells you um kind of tells you about the example that my parents have been setting with reading and of course dad has his systems he taught me how to properly load the dishwasher and how to properly rotate ice cube trays <laughs> I learned other things from him as well, but, but both of my parents really love reading. And, you know, as I said, I tried to, to pass that along to my children too. The recording system 
that he uses. I was suggesting to him that he might want to move to something like Google Docs now because that's a great way I find I keep track of the books that I want to read there because whether I'm in a bookstore or at the library or looking at something on the computer, I always have my Google Doc there with me. And, you know, depending what kind of operating system you use or what kind of devices you have, you might have something like that too. But then you don't have to worry about sending a document, an updated document back and forth and wondering if you have the updated copy. So something like that, because if you are a, a big book lover, as I am, you may want to keep track of your books. I know the other day I came home with a library book and sat down to read it and thought, this sounds familiar. And then by about page three, I realized, yeah, I already read this and not even that long ago, in fact. So I'm lucky that I have my, my blog and my show notes to kind of help me keep track, but that one slipped through the cracks. So thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you have enjoyed this book lovers episode of This Mom Loves. It's certainly something... We may consider doing again in the future because I know a lot of readers have mentioned that they appreciate getting recommendations and I like getting those recommendations back from others as well. Thank you as always to my editor, Lucas Wojcicki, for making things sound much better than they do when I first record them. And until next time, I hope you have a great week. Bye.